brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, everyone. This is Curly Conspiracies. I'm your host this week, Brooke Sasser, joined today with Holly Lauerman. Hi, guys. Today, I'm going to spread some winged and feathered gospel to you all that has really been picking up heat the past two years from social media and news sources. A crazy conspiracy that believes that birds aren't real. Yes, you heard me right. Birds are not real. Those seagulls bothering you on the beach for your snacks, and especially those pesky pigeons, are possibly robots spying on us for the CIA. This theory goes into so many crazy rabbit holes, and I'm so excited to share this one with you guys. Alright guys, let's put on our tinfoil hats and get started. The conspiracy birds aren't real was a little harder to research, guys, so I'm going to do my best to share facts that I believe may have some validity. I am stressing the word some, and I'll do my best to share with you the opinions of believers who feel strongly about the robots in the sky watching us. I'm going to go into the history of where this idea all started, certain groups who believe this, and some other fun facts about this case today. I remember first hearing about this in a clip of a video my friend shared with me, and I busted out laughing. I would try to reenact it for you, but no one wants to hear me do that, so I'm going to share a little clip with you now, and I'll post a link to our website as well. Apparently, they were talking about conspiracies with friends, which, Kendrick, if you ever hear this, Holly and I totally relate, and apparently loved it so much he would share it with whoever he could, even though parts he made up while he was telling it. Which, really quick, even though this clip is somewhat famous, you'll notice that the information in it is a little different than the information I'll give you a little later. So, one day, Kendrick was telling the story, and his friend Mark Leese filmed it, uploaded it to TikTok, and it took off from there. So, here's the famous clip from Kendrick and Mark Leese. All of the birds died in 1986 due to Reagan killing them and replacing them with spies that are now watching us. The birds work for the bourgeoisie, don't Yep. So, that's where we're going today, guys. So, Holly, any first impressions? (laughs) I love this episode already. So, 
I've kind of heard a little bit about birds aren't real and them being robots, but it is kind of fun to hear like an audio and somebody saying that because I never actually heard why people thought that this was a thing. And so to hear a little bit behind it that Reagan killed them all, which is, I think, hilarious. And (laughs) the fact that they work for the bourgeoisie. (laughs) I can't wait to hear more why people think that. Yes. So it's like I said, his he went on a little different path than what the story actually is from my understanding. But... You know, he got the gist of it. The birds work for the bourgeoisies. So, like I said, the info Kendrick states is a little different from what most followers tend to believe of this theory. I'm going to start at the beginning of how this whole thing got started. Right around the time World War II was coming to an end, there was a huge fear in some countries of communism and a fear that a communist ruler would come in and take the rights of the people. So, in 1947, the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, was founded. They were to provide information from citizens and to watch and look out for communist things, as well as anything that could be a threat to the U.S. In 1953, the CIA appointed a new director, Alan W. Dulles. Alan Dulles was born in New York and received an M.A. from Princeton and would later obtain a law degree, and lived a life in politics. He served as the chief of state department's Near Eastern Division, was a counselor to the U.S. delegation in Beijing, and then joined a law firm in New York. When World War II was happening, Dulles was recruited to work for the OSS, Office of Strategic Services, and apparently he had a big role in some of the surrender of the German troops, which all led him to have the role of director in the CIA. There are lots of thoughts about Alan Dulles and what he did and didn't do during his time in the CIA. And guys, this is where some research and fact-checking gets a little muddy, so bear with me. I'm going to give you some information that could be true, but could also be disproven. I'm not sure. This next part comes from birdsaren'treal.com. And guys, I'm really excited to talk about this website, but before I get to that, I'm going to finish the history. So supposedly, while Alan Dulles was in the CIA, he wanted to up the surveillance program, and in 1956, he had a meeting with President Dwight D. Eisenhower to discuss possibilities of the surveillance program, and apparently, their best bet was to put them in the sky. Can you tell where this is going? I think I see where this is going. So Dulles goes to the drawing board and has meetings with different people. And this is where the initial idea for killing all of the birds and replacing them with cameras began. I'm going to quote directly from birdsaren'treal.com because I do love this quote and it's a little long, but I think you'll appreciate it. Quote, Dulles and his team hated birds with a passion, and were heard on many occasions calling them flying slugs and the scum of the skies, as they would often poop on their cars in the parking lot of the CIA headquarters, and quite frankly, all the other DC metro area. I believe this was one of the driving forces that led Dulles to not only implement robots into the sky, but actually replace birds in the process. 
They did not need to kill all the birds and could have launched a quarter of the robot birds that they did. But the pigeons in D.C. at the time were absolutely ruthless. They were eating very well. As American morale was high, people were feeding them much more in public parks and on the street. This, in turn, created huge amounts of pigeon feces that would inevitably find its way to the windshield of many men and women, all of whom grew to not only hate pigeons, but all birds. In a stolen transcript from ex-CIA deputy, she says, Yeah, the higher-ups were so annoyed the birds had been dropping fecal matter on their car windows that they vowed to wipe out every single flying feathered creature in North America. Unquote. Geez, such a despise for birds. Whoa, like to go to that extreme. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of these ruthless chubby pigeons in DC and we live near the beach and the seagulls here are also pretty ruthless, but I don't know if I would say I have a wrath for these birds. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a big fan of birds pooping on my windshields either, but whoa yeah to go and just like kill them all and place them with robots like whoa (laughs) all right then (laughs) so with the idea to kill the birds and replace them with robots he was apparently given the task to move 65 billion dollars of health funds to go towards this project The first phase of the plan was to get the Boeing Airplane Company to build him 120 B-52 plane bombers. Now, wouldn't people notice all these planes being built and become suspicious? Nope, because apparently they constructed these planes in, want to guess where they were being built? Ooh, (laughs) let's see, were they being, oh, there's so many possibilities they could be built in. Is it behind Mount Rushmore or maybe in the Brown Mountains or the Georgia Guidestones? Is it near there? Nope, because apparently they constructed these planes in Area 51. Yep, the same place as all the alien conspiracies. Oh my goodness. They sent 23 engineers to go build these planes in Area 51, and apparently they were supposed to be top secret and very quiet about this. But there are reports, again, I can't find the reports or where this came from, but that they were very vocal on this trip. And they even wrote on the side of the bus, Area 51 or bust. So here's where I want to back up again, and I have to kind of question all of this, because at one point in the history on birdsaren'treal.com, they even talk about them making playlists for the trip. But it's the 1950s, so I'm assuming their mode of transportation, which was a bus, maybe had a radio, but would it have had a cassette player or anything to even play a playlist? Also, spookily enough, the engineers on this trip all had no families and supposedly were killed or disappeared. What? (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's crazy! One of them, Neil Ford, whose existence I've yet to prove, was said to have been abandoned on the way to Area 51 at a Waffle House because he took too many bathroom breaks. Definitely relatable, but believable. Now, Neil would later go on to supposedly speak to one of the founders of Birds Aren't Real, and I'm assuming this is where the majority of the information is coming from. So once the 22 engineers made it, no longer 23 because poor Neil was kicked out, 
They made B-52s, but instead of bomb compartments, they built the planes with water tanks, and the nose of the plane had a very ahead-of-its-time technology that would track large groups of birds of up to 200 miles away. The planes were even painted black so no civilian would see them in the night sky. The official operation to kill the birds with the planes was called Water the Country and started in June of 1959. The water tanks were filled with a poison that would be released on top of flocks of birds, and the poison that did not hit the birds would dissolve before hitting the ground. It would only affect birds and give them a virus. The virus could be passed from bird to bird. The virus was so intense that it would only take 24 hours for the bird to die and completely decompose in that time. This went on for six years and killed 15% of the bird population in the U.S. They also sent out millions of robot birds to replace them and spy on us during this time. So it took 24 hours for them to com- like completely decompose, like no bones, no nothing in 24 hours? So that's what I'm getting from this information is that they would have the poison would drop on them. They would get sick, possibly spread it to another bird. And within the 24 hours, no trace of them left, completely decomposed. Whoa, this is an intense virus. Yeah, very crazy. Dang. Never heard of a virus like that before. That like most of the time, if you have a virus, you get sick. You know, I could see like the bird like dying, but you would still see the bird's body or at least the bones. Yeah. And if it did have a type of chemical composition to be able to decompose the bones that quickly, you would think that, I don't know, when it hit the bird that maybe it would be more immediate. Like it almost seems like an acid, but maybe not. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. If it's going to fully decompose it within 24 hours, then I'm pretty sure it wouldn't even be alive within the first 24. Like, it would just, like, almost be immediate that it would die. And then, like, if it would disintegrate into ash or disintegrate into, you know, something, you know, kind of similar to what you said, like like acid or something. Yeah, definitely. Wow. (laughs) Huh. Yeah, this is interesting. So during these six years, a new president was elected, John F. Kennedy. Apparently, Kennedy was not supposed to know about the bird plan, and through taped phone lines, he heard Alan Dulles and other associates speaking about this, which led to a confrontation. During this confrontation, they admitted what was going on, and Kennedy was not for it. Although, they suggested a new way to kill the birds, the turkey x500 and i know what you're thinking is this real and guys i really have no clue but let's just keep rolling because we're really too deep now to stop so turkey x500 was a special killing robot that could kill larger birds supposedly even escaped criminals also based on the name i'm assuming it looked like a turkey Anyways, Kennedy doesn't like it and says no, and not too long after, he is assassinated. And there are other sources that say Alan Dulles may be in that conspiracy of Kennedy's assassination, but not because of the bird killings and confrontation, but because Alan Dulles was potentially doing other bad things with his time in the CIA. That's a whole other story and episode, though. 
Wow, this seems like a lot of episodes in one. That's that is so crazy <laughs> for a turkey, a robot turkey to be killing the bigger birds out there. So I guess like the acid or whatever virus they were giving wasn't for the bigger birds. So then this one would kill the bur- bigger birds. Like how big are we talking bald eagles? Like I mean, that's a turkey usually doesn't even fly. So yeah. I would really be interested to see if this robot turkey could fly. X500 turkey sounds like it could fly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, I have no idea. And again, like, I can't find anywhere that this was even, like, true. I mean, this is all apparently top secret. So who knows oh, what's man. going on? <laughs> I want to see a picture. I want to know what this X500 turkey looks like. I wish there was a picture. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I love it. It gets crazier. This is great. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. And in 1964, there was a supposed conversation that mentions that the CIA needs bauxite for water the country to continue to operate. I wasn't able to confirm this, but supposedly the tape was found by a member of Birds Aren't Real. Now, why bauxite? Well, I did do a little research, and bauxite is a mineral that can produce aluminum, and aluminum can be used in robotics technology as well as aviation. So, in theory, to build millions of bird robots, you could possibly need a lot of bauxite. So, Holly, to add to this crazy conspiracy, can you guess where in the world conveniently had 200,000 tons of bauxite? I have my guesses, but I really (laughs) want to hear you say it. So, it was Vietnam, and more specifically, North Vietnam. And at the time, Vietnam was at war. South Vietnam wanted freedom, and North Vietnam was fighting for the Communist Party. The U.S. did have troops in South Vietnam and was fighting the war against communism. So remember, in 1964, it was supposedly reported that we needed bauxite. And in 1965, the U.S. sends troops into North Vietnam, where some of the biggest bauxite reservoirs are. I can't believe that. So North Vietnam just happened to have all of this bauxite. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Which helps with robotics and, like, flying technology. While we're involved in a war with them. Coincidence? That is so crazy. (laughs) So, I was able to find government documents that confirmed there were 2,000 tons of bauxites in North Vietnam at the time. And through researching the war's history, we did send troops into northern Vietnam in 1965. Also, from what I can tell, Vietnam is no longer on the top of the list of countries for largest amounts of bauxite. Is that because we took it all for bird robots? We totally took it all for bird robots. (laughs) What is this? 
I don't know, but some of the background of this theory I was able to fact check, and it seems like a possibility. <laughs> Whoa, so they were, then we went to war with them, and now they don't. Yeah, so so for sure, like, when I was researching, I was able to find, like, this old government pamphlet that had all the bauxite reservoirs listed, and during that time, Vietnam really did have like that much of bauxite. And now when you research the top countries, Vietnam is no longer on the top. So it does appear that they something happened to that reservoir. So how are we on that list? Like, how do we rank as like the United States? Good question. I don't know exactly, but I, I want to say the top three countries are Australia, Belize, and... There's one other. It's it's not us. <laughs> it's like Malaysia or someone. Oh, okay. It's not us. But I mean, okay. I mean, are we in top 10? Are you in I top 20? So. Like, then I feel like, the, oh, okay, we're not that. Okay. Yeah. All right, I was just curious, because if all of a sudden, like, they have it, or at least if it shows that we have more than we did. Well, it's only talking about natural resources, like natural places they would find it. Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so they were, we went to war with them, and then they don't. Okay. Yeah. Still still suspicious. So, Holly, this bauxite is supposedly transported from Vietnam to different facilities in the U.S. to make robot birds. Now, one of the more present facilities that make robot birds you've heard of before Denver International Airport. They are apparently building birds in the underground buildings located under DIA. Guys, I can't make this up. All of this history is on birdsartreal.com and you just have to go read it. <laughs> yes! Denver <laughs> Airport! We knew something was going on there. We just didn't know robot birds were going on there. So, yeah. Whoa. Denver Airport. You got some robot birds going on over there. <laughs> I mean, we already knew that this place is fishy from our past episode, so definitely oh, another sure, possibility. Sure. <laughs> I mean, with everything else going on over there, that does not surprise me one bit that they had something to do with this. <laughs> so all the while, the U.S. is killing birds and replacing them with bird robots over the years. One question stood out to the Birds Aren't Real community. Who was making the birds in the factories? Their theory is that since the 60s and 70s were a time of drug experimentation for many young adults, the government would go to clubs, find someone using drugs, take them to a facility, have them build the robots, and then they would return them to wherever, and the person would have no recollection of doing this or would just think it was some weird hallucination. Crazy or genius. I don't know what to think about this. Also, what would the quality of the robots be? Is this still happening? I feel like they would have to be on it in the drug scene to like just snatch people. Here, you're going to make a few robots <laughs> and then throw them back out on the street. Wow. Like that would, I mean, that would have to be really quick. I feel like. Yeah. It seems like more work than it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you could – I'm sure there's other ways <laughs> that they could, they could manage that. But, wow, okay. I mean, that would be one way where they would think it would be a weird hallucination. People wouldn't believe them. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could kind of see the reasoning, I guess. 
1976, there was a change in leadership at the CIA, and some members were let go in connection with this project. One man apparently went to an activist who frequently protested the government, Clark Griffin, and told him everything. They call the ex-CIA informant the master on their website. Clark was very upset at what he heard and began the movement to inform the public. They protested, held large gatherings, tried to get interviews, but no one would listen. And apparently, many times their headquarters were either raided by the Secret Service or shut down. And that is why they have no real evidence anymore, pictures of events, and why I can't fact check the majority of this. Clark also disappeared in 1991 at a rally, and assuming the Secret Service took everything else from the Birds Aren't Real members and hushed them, I'm assuming this too is why I can't fact check Clark or find any information that proves his existence. They do have one band advertisement the group made on their website that I'm assuming stars Clark, but I can't confirm that. Wow, so this guy is like completely off the map, like... You can't find any information about him. From what I can tell, but if someone else is able to tell me about Clark, I would love to hear more. But I couldn't find anything about him, really. That's pretty sketch. (laughs) Well, if the government had anything to do with it, then yeah, I guess you probably wouldn't find anything about him. Interesting. The group is still continuing the cause and believes that since the early 60s, the U.S. government has been spying on us with bird robots and has successfully killed off 95% of birds. Now, one question that popped up in my mind when first reading, and they have answered this, is what about Canada and Mexico and the fact that birds migrate all over? Well, they have an explanation for this as well. Apparently, they planned for this, which is why just 95% are dead. The other 5% are from other countries. And our robots can fly across borders to spy on others and U.S. citizens on vacation. They also believe that these robot birds are trafficking drugs from Mexico into poorer neighborhoods of the U.S. to maintain control over civilians. Also, Trump isn't on this as well. And that wall he wants to put up between the U.S. and Mexico? Yep, for the birds. They believe the wall will help track birds flying over. And with the help of microwave guns embedded in the wall, it will help stop that last 5% from entering by killing them. So the 5% of birds. So the microwave guns on the wall would kill the birds that are actually real yes there's there's so much that you just said that i'm still processing (laughs) yeah that's how i that's how i felt researching this (laughs) yeah i feel like it takes a minute you just have to like let it sink in and then i can like actually think of something like to say with it because whoa (laughs) that is crazy so you have a wall that has microwave guns and then there's also the craziness that they're spying on us when we're vacationing. So we're not even free on vacation. Nope, they're spying on us. And then... Well, if you're in Mexico or Canada. Oh, in Mexico and free. Canada. <laughs> I mean, who knows? If the U.S. is doing this, other countries could do this too. We could be spied on everywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I know that was a ton of information and I'm not quite done yet. 
So most of the information did come from birdsaren'treal.com. And as I mentioned many times, I tried to fact check them. And in some cases I could, but not always, which they partially claimed to be due to the CIA stopping them. You guys definitely should go check out their website and read for yourself. And you can also become a subscriber and they will update you on new information. I totally subscribed, by the way, and I'm looking forward to their new pieces of evidence that they may find. Oh, I am totally subscribing after this. (laughs) I can't wait to see. (laughs) I want to see what their newsletters are like. Yeah, right? I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Let's hear all the conspiracies. One of the largest players in the army of birds are not real currently is Peter McIndoe. And Peter has managed to gain an army of what is believed to be about 70,000 people who believe in this theory, apparently. There are groups all over the U.S., including South Carolina, Illinois, Missouri, and Georgia. And I don't know if this is true, but apparently there's a group in Austin who believes birds aren't real except chickens, which I agree. I love chicken nuggets. And side note, this made me think that many groups probably believe the birds we eat are involved in this. I don't know that, though. Oh, chicken nuggets. That would be really sad. That would be a sad day of like chicken, <laughs> chicken strips, chicken tenders, like all of that wasn't real. We got That's got to be real. Chickens have got to be a real thing for sure. I agree. <laughs> when researching this, some say Peter created this as a satire, not necessarily a conspiracy. Satire or satirical means to use humor and irony to criticize people. A lot of people think of satire when looking at political cartoons in newspapers. In many cases, Peter denies this, but some believe that this is all an act Peter has put on. Peter does make money from this, by the way, selling clothes, stickers, and more that all have their logo and sayings on this. And if you go check out the website, you'll see some humor to the website as well, which I appreciated. I'm not sure if this is one big joke or if people think this is real, but in some cases, their history and background did make sense, and that is quite a story to come up with and include some true facts. So, Holly, what do you think? Are birds real or fake? I don't know. I'm still on the chicken nuggets thing. Like, chicken's got to be real. (laughs) We got to have fried chicken. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Oh, turkey. Turkey. You you didn't even bring up turkey. You only brought up chicken. And now I have to think of turkey, too. Like, this is is a sad day. Like, we've got to have turkeys and chickens because they can't be spies. (laughs) We can't have that, but. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's got to take a minute. (laughs) Thanksgiving is a sham. We're just eating robotics. (laughs) Oh, gross. Maybe the turkey robots, we eat them and then we're like chipped, right? This could be a whole another conspiracy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's actually a conspiracy that the government has microchipped us all. And this could just be part two. Like... What we're talking about is part yeah, one. We continue. can just continue this for next week and go into governments and <laughs> microchip does by government birds. <laughs> and people have known it the whole time. Like we were, we just didn't know we were behind on the times and dang, like now we know though yeah. we're woke. Like <laughs> I would be a little sad if birds were actually chipped because I know I've had pet birds. I've had cockatiels and a cockatoo and to know that they've been spying on me in my home this entire time 
that I've had them, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty insane that right there, even in the pet birds, not just wild birds, they're all chipped and they're in our homes now. I mean, how insane would that be? Wow, that's just a lot to think about. I didn't even think about that, that we keep pet birds. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that... But I do think, like, we have used birds in the past in wars and spying and things like that. Like, we've used carrier pigeons and birds in the past. So I think the thought of birds being robots and spying on us isn't totally outlandish. Now, do I think that all birds are dead and that they have all been replaced? I don't know if I would go that far. But to think that there could be bird robots spying on us, I don't I could see it. Especially because they were all so upset about birds pooping on our windshields, and that still happens today. So, <laughs> um, I don't think that all of them would be robots, but I mean, I guess it wouldn't be super outlandish if some of them were robots and we didn't know and that they were spying on some people, but... I thought it was kind of interesting. Now, I don't know if you saw this in your research or not, but I read something about birds being recharged on power lines. Like, I don't know if that was a joke or what, but I thought that was a pretty genius idea. If you're going to have robot birds, I mean, they sit on power lines. That's electricity. That could be charging them. Yeah, I totally could see that being a thing. And the way that this story like connects to so many different conspiracies and different places, I really wish they would have like brought up how they are charged because I could totally see that be part of this story that I just told that they would charge on the power lines. (laughs) That or DIA. I mean, all those underground tunnels go to somewhere. They could be charging lines underneath them. It all yeah, makes all sense the birds now. just fly to Denver. They fly to charge Denver, underneath. charge there. <laughs> I mean, some people believe that those tunnels went to NORAD. I mean, that makes perfect sense because NORAD is really close to DIA Airport with robotic birds being underground in those tunnels. I mean, oh my gosh, remember those mis- that mysterious incident where the airplane windshields got broken? Um, robotic birds. That could be the reason. And there was even a quote about like a four pound bird at a specific like mile per hour could break those windshields. Robotic birds. Boom. We found the answer. Oh my God. We We just cracked cracked the code. (laughs) We now have cracked the conspiracy. You're welcome, guys. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, go check out all this interesting information on this case and let us know if you're part of the Birds Aren't Real Army. Definitely leave us a comment on our Instagram and website because we would love to hear what you guys believe. See you next Thursday. Thank you guys for turning in today and diving into this mystery with us. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. 
You can also follow us on Instagram and search for the handle Curly Conspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by Megua Ren Productions. Brooke Sasser as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher. Holly Lowerman as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher. Chris Sasser Photography and Graphic Design. Roundtable Audio Productions. And the theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production and Invito Market. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.